At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday, June 15, 2023. As expected, June has been a very busy month in the Syracuse recruiting world. The Orange have already received three commitments this month from running back Jaden Hart, Edge, Kai Wemberley, and defensive lineman David McMorris. And I can tell you for a fact that more commitments are coming later this month. Syracuse hosted a large group of recruits this weekend, including quarterback Andy Bass, who was on the podcast last week, and tight end Jamie Tremble, who joins us on the podcast today. Jamie, always great to speak with you. How are you today? Uh, I'm going great. I'm doing well. How are you? Jamie, doing well as always. Thanks for coming back on the program. We'll get you started on this one. You took an official visit to Syracuse over the weekend. How did it go? Oh, yeah. It was it was honestly, it was amazing. It definitely exceeded my uh, expectations of uh, what I first thought, because I don't really know much about, I don't really know much about Syracuse before I visited or about the campus or anything. And it was a uh, good uh, being able to see like the coaches and the campus and stuff like that. So you just mentioned the campus. A lot of people say when they see it, they find it to be smaller than they thought. What did you think? Yeah, it was, it was smaller. It was small, but it was honestly like pretty big. Like, Compared to, like, a few other colleges I visited, it has that, like, college feel to it, but I kind of like that, like, classy look it has to it, too. So I, I, I really liked it. I really liked the architecture of, like, the buildings and stuff like that. And it was, like, it wasn't too big, so, like, that's what I liked about it. You could just get around, like, easily. I know that Coach Noons is your primary recruiter. What did you guys talk about on the trip? Uh, we were just talking about life, really. We were just talking about family stuff a bunch because my parents went up there as well. We really got to talk about football um, the second day we were up there. And uh, it was good. He was just talking about how um, I was sitting in the offense and how he could just spread me out, like, in and out, in and outside as a receiver or put me inside as a tight end, just, like, as a mismatch. And he was just telling me all the different ways they would be able to use me and, like, um, stuff about their offense that's just different than other teams and how they'd utilize me and stuff like that. So when you talk about how Syracuse would utilize you, when I look at your tape and then I look at Arane Gaddis in the second, I think that's how you fit into the offense. He's a first-team All-ACC guy. Is that what the coaching staff is telling you? Oh, yeah, that's exactly how the coaching staff were um, telling me how, they were, how they were going to use me. They were really like, as soon as he leaves, you'd come in and replace his spot. Basically, that's what they were saying. Like, we'd use, we'd use you um, just like we'd use him. So do you like that comparison? I look at both of you as highly athletic tight ends that certainly know how to block but create mismatch nightmares for opposing teams as receivers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I'm definitely, um, like you said, like a more athletic, like versatile tight end than just just blocking. Like I can run routes like just as, just as good as a receiver. And, um, yeah, I think I think that's definitely a good comparison because I see it in Aronde's game. He was, an, he was explaining it to me, like how they use him. And he's – he is like a, I think it's a fair size comparison too, because he's about 225, 230. 
Um, and I think I'll probably be that in college, um, probably my freshman year. So I think it's definitely a fair comparison um, in what he does and what I do. You mentioned you spoke with Aranya Gaddiston. How did meeting the other players go for you and your family? Oh, it was great. I had a great time up there. Um, they treated me and my family really well. And um, I got to see a bunch of places, and the, the players really took me around and showed me around campus and um, explained, like, um, what they like about Syracuse and uh, why they came here. So I was asking them questions, too, like, uh, like what's your favorite part about, the, about Syracuse and um, what made you come and stuff like that. And they, were, uh, they answered the questions really well. So, yeah, I think it was um, – I had a great time up there, and they, uh, they really made me have a great time, too. So after that visit, does Syracuse still stand pretty high in your recruitment? Oh, yeah. They definitely boosted themselves up, like, really high. Like, I'd say peak right now um, from where I stand out right now. That was my first official visit, and um, it was crazy. And I've, I don't have any, um, official, uh, any other official visits set up right now. I might take a few in the fall maybe. But, yeah, right now I, I'd say they sit on the top of the list right now. Jamie, you've got so many colleges that have offered you. You mentioned you want to visit a few other schools, but when do you think you'll be making your college decision by? Mm-hmm. I think it, it kind of depends on, because um, I, I still wanted to get around and see some other places during the summer, but I think realistically it could happen either, like by, probably by either before the season, like before my football season, like it could happen at the end of the summer, um, or if not, at the end of my season, like right after my season. But I can see myself making a decision probably maybe by the end of the summer. Jamie, if you were to commit to Syracuse, and I'm not saying you're going to, but if you did, what would be the main reasons of why you would end up committing? Um, I think reason number why is how they'd utilize me and um, utilize my skill set, just like how they use me. And like also a big thing for me and my family is education. And they have a good education in private school. And so those are definitely big factors in um, what uh, would help me make my decision, um, especially to Syracuse. So, yeah, those are probably the biggest factors. Do you have a top list right now, a top 10, a top 5? I don't have a top 5 or a top 10 yet. Um, I'm thinking I'll probably, ha- I'll probably have a, like a top 7 probably soon. Um, within probably the end of the month, I'll probably make like a top 7, top 5. And Jamie, we'll get you out of here on this one. Aside from Syracuse, who would you consider among your top schools at the moment? I'd probably put Mississippi State in there, Wake Forest, and Duke. And um, I'm going up to Miami camp this weekend. And if things work out, probably Miami as well. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I appreciate your time a lot, too. Jamie Tremble, ladies and gentlemen. Jamie is one of the top tight ends in the country, and this is a guy that Syracuse has really prioritized. And if you haven't seen his tape yet, take a look at it, and then watch Aranda Gaddison's tape, and you'll see why Syracuse wants him so much. He's a rival's three-star prospect, and you heard him mention his other top schools, but at the moment, he doesn't have any other official visits planned. So keep an eye on his recruitment as the summer winds down and Jamie gets closer to his commitment timeline. We'll take a quick break. I'll be joined by the Juice Online's editor-in-chief, Brad Bierman. After, I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So Jamie Trevor was one of many recruits to take official visits last week. And I touched on this in the beginning of the show. But Syracuse picked up commitments from two of them and potentially more. Let's talk about all that with the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. So, Brad, as I mentioned earlier, Jaden Harding, Zakai Wemberly committed over the weekend. There are a couple more recruits that visited this weekend that may as well. Michael Matthews Canty and Clinton Robinson, both telling the Juice Online they're going to announce before the end of June. That's a heck of a way to kick off the summer, right, Brad? It certainly is, Wes, when you're talking about recruiting and you're talking about numbers. And this adds to the list that Syracuse has received verbal commitments so far. June's always an important month with the football camps and uh, the time that's spent evaluating prospects and families and the visits to campus and all of that. And, again, it's really about numbers. Um, each year in this era now of the transfer portal and uh, the two signing periods and recruiting and, and, and they, again, the, the transfer portal opportunities a couple of times a year, there's so much flu- fluidity, uh, fluid nature of, uh, the programs and the rosters for the coaches in, in recruiting. So this summer, to start off with seven commitments, uh, a common theme that these are three-star recruits, the, the kind of player that Syracuse can see the upside in development and uh, meets the academic standards and the, the family atmosphere of the program and see if they can uh, develop these players through their tenure in the program and kind of gamble now in that transfer portal era that they won't leave the program after one or two years of development. But seven players so far, it is a good sign. Add a couple more here in the month of June, West, and then you're going into the fall period where you'll be evaluating players on a weekly basis uh, within those restrictions of the recruiting rules leading up to the early signing period in December. So it is a good start. And I think what's interesting also, Wes, is I think this is a season for Syracuse football really kind of at a crossroads because went to the bowl game last year to end that drought, had the winning season. So when you look at this year's schedule and then the ACC, well, I think you're certainly as a Syracuse fan going to expect at least that kind of performance from last year, if not bumping that up a couple of wins and bumping up, you know, where you sit in the tiers of the bowl games for the ACC. Very important. Uh, to, to be preaching that story to recruits uh, about the program is continuing to develop. Uh, it's a Syracuse education. The facilities are improving down at the football complex. The dome is still going to undergo more renovations the next couple of seasons. So it's preaching that entire message. This is a program on the upswing, but this is really going to be a critical year at a crossroads to see if Dino Babers can keep it going from a winning perspective. Brad, let's shift over to basketball for a moment. The Syracuse basketball schedule is really starting to take shape. What are your takeaways from looking at what head coach Red Autry has put together so far? So far, Wes, with the nine games that are in place and that structure of having uh, 13 non-conference, excuse me, 11 non-conference games, 
uh, I, I really like the mix. Uh, of course, as happens each year to tip off the season, a couple of exhibition games against Division II opponents in the Dome. That makes sense uh, to get the team tuned up for the first game against a team like New Hampshire. I think it's a perfect kind of opener. Uh, a school from the Northeast is going to make the bus trip into the Dome and provide a really good type of competitive test for an initial game, especially uh, ushering in Red Autry's first season. And then the game already been announced against Colgate for early November like that. So uh, funny to say that Syracuse will be looking to end a two-year losing streak against Colgate. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, and then the Maui Invitational is just, oh, my gosh. Has, has there ever been a tougher lineup of the tournament? And unless Syracuse is going to get Chaminade in the first game, I mean, you're going to face either Gonzaga, Kansas, Marquette, Purdue, Tennessee or UCLA. Ouch. That That is going to be a really tough uh, three-game stretch there for this team and, and Autry and the staff molding uh, the players uh, at that point in the season. Uh, for the SEC Challenge game, uh, I, I would think if Syracuse uh, is going to get a home game here and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to come down to TV. Uh, I'd love to see it to be some sort of, uh, you know, Kentucky big, big, big name, marquee name but you know it certainly take a team like texas a&m or even missouri coming into the dome for that uh then a big grudge match at georgetown that's always going to be tough uh really going to be an interesting duel between ed cooley the new georgetown coach and autry in that game uh in early december and then i really love the game scheduled against oregon in sioux falls south dakota in mid-december uh kind of ironic wes in uh, Autry's first season as head coach at Syracuse basketball expands and plays to another state, South Dakota. Jim Beheim's teams played in 35 of the 50 states, so I think that's kind of interesting. Always good for uh, expanding the program and getting that exposure uh, in, in a game uh, on a neutral floor, and that's going to be really important for a uh, potential NCAA tournament uh, bid come later in the season. So I like the makeup. Uh, so far, it's you know leaning a little bit on the tough side because of Maui kind of overloading that. But I think it's going to be a good way for Autry's first season to develop before getting into the heart of ACC play at the end of the year, right around New Year's Day. Brad, we're running out of show. Your closing thoughts. Wes, my closing thought uh, is a tribute to former Syracuse Sports Information Director Larry Kimball, who passed away at the age of 90 earlier in June at an assisted uh, living center outside of Reading, Pennsylvania. And uh, Larry was a legend as Syracuse Sports Information Director for over 30 years. And he is somebody that anyone that went through the Newhouse School and sports broadcasting channels uh, came in contact with, of course, as uh, the longtime SID at Manly Fieldhouse, Archbold Stadium, and the Carrier Dome. Uh, Larry was just a, a prince of a person. Uh, he dealt with everybody on a fair level, whether you were a student or a, a national broadcaster. And he was just a great person to learn from. And I wanted to share one story about Larry that I often think back to and certainly did when I learned uh, news of his passing. The 1996 football season, first game, this is the second year of Donovan McNabb. Team opened up against North Carolina in the Dome and lost by a score 27-10. Next week, went out to Minnesota in the uh, Hubert H. Humphrey Dome in Minneapolis, lost late in the fourth quarter, 35-33. So Syracuse sitting at 0-2 to start the season under McNabb and Pascaloni, and there was so much uh, preseason hype about that team. 
in the uh, locker room in Minnesota, uh, Larry walked up to me after the team was very down and out because uh, giving up a late lead. And he came up and said to me, you know, I guarantee you next week we're going to win in the Dome against Virginia Tech. I guarantee you we're going to win that game. Well, you know, Virginia Tech was a pretty good team. They were 18th ranked coming into the Dome the next week. And the final score of that game was Syracuse 52, Virginia Tech 21. So Larry Kimball knew his Syracuse football. He knew the players. He knew the coaching staff. And his prediction was right on. And it was just a fond memory to think about that when I learned of his passing earlier this month. Great closing thought, Brad. And he's definitely someone who's touched Syracuse University across all generations. And Brad, I'm going to close the show on Kyan Anthony. We all know that Kyan is a son of Syracuse legend Carmelo Anthony. And today is June 15, which means that the contact period has started up again in college basketball recruiting. Anthony recently transferred from Christ the King to Long Island Lutheran and picked up an offer from Syracuse in November. Other schools I'd expect to contact him today include Indiana and UConn. The Indiana connection is really interesting because they're coached by Mike Woodson, who also coached his father when he was with the New York Knicks. It'll be very interesting to see whether Kyan follows in his father's footsteps to Syracuse or whether he blazes his own trail with another school. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, 2024 Titan Jamie Tremble, the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief Brad Bierman. And this is Wes Chang reminding you that today's show was brought to you by Raising Your Voice, the next best thing to being right. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 